Good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. Make sure you bundle up if you're going to see the CP Holiday train tonight. It will be rolling into London uh, this evening. Scheduled to be in the city at 8.15 tonight. Performances from 8.30 to 9. They're going to be stopping at the Richmond Street Railway crossing between Oxford and Central Ave. Uh, performing tonight, we'll have Canadian singer-songwriter Kiza and Australian band Seaforth. Uh, the Holiday Train supports uh, food banks across the country by raising money. They raise awareness. They raise uh, food, of course, about uh, food and awareness for food insecurity. So if you do plan on going tonight, please consider making a uh, donation to the uh, food bank in some fashion. This is the 24th year of the holiday train. Since it began, they've collected 5.15 million pounds of food. They've raised over $22 million nationwide. Uh, I want to take the CP train and use it as a leaping off uh, point to talk about... uh, Uh, the need in our community right now. So to do that, we're joined by Glenn Pearson, co-director of the London Food Bank. Uh, Glenn, appreciate the time today. Good morning. We are almost a month away uh, from Christmas as we look into this uh, final month of the year. Uh, How great is the demand? Uh, It's greater than anything that we have ever known. That's also true for other agencies as well. So we're in, in new territory, so we're having to rethink a lot of different things uh, Devin, but so I think the holiday train coming is actually a, a good thing. Not only it raises awareness, but it also raises people's spirits at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, what are you finding, or who are you finding, is coming to access the food bank these days? Well, I mean, there's a, a big increase in the number of people that are working. Uh, also, the number of seniors is up nine percent over this point last year. Uh, we continue to help the homeless agencies, but obviously they're they're feeling huge expansion as well. So it's pretty well across the board. But the main thing we're trying to tell people, you know, is that we're up 43 percent over this time last year, and we're up 91 percent over two years ago. So that's almost double in a couple of years. So that that's a lot, right? And uh, so all we can do is just plan and do our best. And so far, the community has been right there with us. When we talked, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we spent a lot of time talking about food insecurity, and uh, that's a big part of this conversation that we don't seem to have as much as it relates to, you know, housing and cost of living, all of which are very important, but food insecurity is right there as well. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad you bring that up uh, because not enough people do. I mean, uh, I realize that the Health of Homeless Initiative, which the food bank really supports and is part of, is going on, but it seems to have almost sucked all the energy uh, air out of the room uh, when it comes to things like food. So this food crisis is going on. There are agencies now that can no longer get enough food. There are certain feeding groups that are having to close their operation or they're coming to the food bank for help to see if we can help them with supplies. So, I mean, this is really getting close to a crisis place. And I think because the food bank is, is meeting and dialoguing with people working on it, maybe some think that it's okay. But it would be great to have more curiosity, I feel, from City Hall on the subject. Because it's, it's, I don't think it's good that we've allowed ourselves to get to this point. I remind people all the time, we spend out, send out $45 billion worth of processed food each year in Ontario. And the country sends out $95 billion worth of food in exports around the world each year. And yet we don't have enough to feed our own kids. There are huge contradictions going on that need to be addressed. What do you hear from people who come to the food bank? 
It's always the same story, Devin. It's so interesting. It's, it's a story of increments. Uh, I mean, they're, they're trying to get by. They're trying to do what they can. They're working, let's say, in minimum wage. And then all of a sudden, their rent went up a fair bit over the course of the year. Or with the price of groceries staying you know, very high, they just can't cut it by the, in a month's time. They just can't make it work. So the food bank becomes that option. And that's what we're there for. And, you know, we only help people once a month. But we do feed, you know, 35 other agencies that are trying to help. And everybody is in the same boat. They're all hearing the same stories from people. These are people that would normally not be at the food bank, but are because of the cost of living, accommodation, and food. So it's across the board, and it's really troubling. And for a lot of these folks, they fall into homelessness. Uh, There was a study done by the province's food banks, and 60% of the people that are coming to those food banks would fall into homelessness if it hadn't have been for the food bank helping them cover the cost of food. That's how close to the edge we are. When we look at this moment in time, how would you compare right now to when the food bank in London began? Yes, I mean, Jane and I have been there 38 years. You know, we're the longest serving, and we understand that. Uh, You know, I think back then the feeling was we were born during a recession, like some of the other food banks were. We were one of the first in Canada. But uh, there was this feeling that it would be a temporary thing, you know, that we, we would get through this recession, then kind of fold up and and, and, and let things go ahead. But, but it never came back. After that recession, governments never came back to assuming the responsibilities about social assistance, uh, Ontario Works, Ontario Disability. That was true across the country. And then there's been a number of recessions since, plus the Great Recession. And I was in Ottawa when that was happening. That was causing a lot of panic. And then covid And now we're into this situation. So I would say we're nowhere near where we were at the beginning. And the main reason is because people have now come to accept that food insecurity is a part of modern life. And how can that be in a country like Canada that's exporting so much food? So what's the first step towards addressing some of this food insecurity? It's a complex issue, obviously, but where where should London be starting? I I think, uh, you know, Londoners have shown that they're willing to pitch in Uh, to help us get through some of these really tough times. But it really needs to be the community leaders that come together. So just a few years ago, the Community London Community Foundation, the Food Bank, uh, the Middlesex London Health Unit in the city came together. And, you know, we we provided enough money and worked over a couple of years to provide a food assessment. This is a remarkable document. It's huge. It's massive. It's just been updated uh, through some funds from the city this year. And we also started the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. And it was their job to inform us as to what needs to be done on a policy basis, long-term research basis, as they left a lot of the emergency stuff to groups like food banks and others. But then we stopped funding that group to the degree that they need to do do their job. So I'm trying to call on, you know, just the community. Let's resource that group. That's their job. We've all got opinions. All of the agencies got opinions, just like I do. But let's let the Food Policy Council do it. You know, it's capable of doing research and letting us know what we need to do. But we're not supporting it to the degree that it needs to happen. So I would say that's a good starting off point because hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent in getting it started and doing the food assessment. Why have we just kind of let it go? Let's get on to that and let's start moving forward as a community. Glenn, as always, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dad, and I appreciate you covering it. Bye-bye. That's Glenn Pearson, co-director of the London Food Bank. The CP Holiday Train will be here in the city tonight. 8.15 is when it arrives. 8.30 is when the performances 
uh, begin. It'll be wonderful just to go out and uh, and enjoy, but also an opportunity to uh, to help out the community as well.